Hello, and welcome to Sunday Encore, where we have candid conversations about the practical applications of Sunday's message. Hey, well, we're back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down and recall the truths of Sunday's message and consider some of the practical applications to our everyday lives. If this podcast has been an encouragement to you, why don't you go ahead and give us a like or a share, subscribe, and rate. That would all help us as we spread the gospel of Jesus. Well, I'm your host, Adam, and I am by myself today. Uh, Spencer is off with his family on a little R&R. We had a fantastic week last week as we hosted about 110 kids for our Kids in the Park uh, week at the church here, had I think about 46 team members helping and serving and caring for all these kids and these families. And it was an amazing week. And uh, Pastor Spencer and Ashley were fantastic. And so they're going to take a little bit of time off and invest back into their family this week, get a little R&R. And so you're with me alone today. So it's just a little bit different of an approach. Uh, I'll be having a conversation with you, pretending you as a listener are across the table from me as we just kind of dialogue uh, Sunday's message. So I hope you're doing well, and uh, wherever you're listening to this, I, we just appreciate that, and we hope it is serving you as you grow into an overflowing relationship with Jesus. But we are in this series called Outsiders, and really the heart of this series is really speaking to the notion or the idea that we all feel like outsiders. I, I think every one of us, if we were going to be honest with ourselves, feel like outsiders from time to time. You know, on a practical sense, whether you're going to a new job or whether you're going to a new school or whether you're going to, you move into a new community or even you go to a new gym, you know, you're always, you always feel like you're just trying to like gauge the space and who the people are and where you fit and find your place and you know, a lot of us, if we were going to be honest, in a lot of situations, we kind of fake it till we make it. You know, we, we project like we're confident, but inside we're like terrified. You know, I go to these pastors conferences quite a bit. And I think, you know, I feel like that way sometimes. I go to these conferences full of, you know, amazing leaders, people I see from distances, and I kind of I kind of build them up in my mind. And, and then I just kind of feel like a, an outsider, you know. But I think we all feel like that. I think that's a feeling. It's part of the human condition. And on a spiritual side of things, I think this feeling of an outsider based maybe on our past pain or present circumstances, you know, we sort of feel disqualified. We don't feel like we have what it takes. We feel like maybe we're not good enough or we're too far from God or or we just don't belong. We don't fit. Like these kind of feelings, I do believe the enemy of the soul, I believe Satan, kind of wants to poke and prod at those feelings because if he can keep you, you know, not even in the game or on the bench, but like out of the game completely, um, you know, he wins. He wins. And so, you know, if you can imagine, uh, pick any sport. I love baseball, so we'll go with baseball. Let's imagine, you know, you have players that are on the field. You have players that are on the bench. You know, you have players that maybe are in training and kind of getting ready to play. And then you have just people who are watching the game from the from the bleachers. They're not even in the game. They're just watching the game. You know, I think... A lot of times we are not even in the process to be training. We're not even in the process to be being on the bench. We're not even in the game, you know, and I think, you know, we, all of us have to realize we're all called to, to play. We're not all called to watch. You know, that's we're, uh, Christianity following Jesus. It's not a spectator sport. This is a, this is a roll up your sleeves, get in the game, you know, get dirty and, 
and uh, train and, and get better every day as we follow Jesus. And so how do we break down the walls that make us feel like outsiders and begin to take steps to be in the game? And uh, we realize that, listen, Jesus constantly, his whole mission was pursuing those who felt like outsiders. He was constantly positioning himself uh, to those and pursuing those, rather, that many would label as outcasts or or outsiders. So this is this is the heart of the gospel. We talked about, you know, our first week, we talked about the prodigal son, where, you know, you may feel far from God, but God is never far from you. Again, one of my favorite lines in Scripture is found in the, pro- the story of the prodigal son, where while he was a long way out, while the son was a long way out, the father saw him and had a compassion on him. And this is the invitation that, man, our God is looking and longing for you to come home, to be a part of it, to get in the game, to feel like you have something of value to offer because of what God is doing in you and through you. And so this last week, we kind of talked about this notion of feeling like we don't belong. Like feeling like we're just, we're like, we feel on the outside because we don't belong. And we're actually looking at the story of the Roman centurion. There's many stories, you know, throughout scripture we can look at, but there's something about the, the Roman centurion that we read about in Luke's gospel, chapter seven, or even Matthew's gospel, chapter eight, I believe it is, um, where it's just, it's, an, it's amazing because Jesus, Jesus marvels at his faith. Like he marvels at his face, and the word that he used for marveled, he only uses this, this this word one other time was when he talks about he's marveled about the lack of faith of those in his hometown. You know, when he goes back to his hometown that he grew up in, and he marvels at their lack of faith. Is the only two times that he uses this word, and so you know he's speaking about this Roman centurion. It's not even a Jewish person. It's not even a follower of Jesus. This is somebody who's on the outside, but he sees something in this person that shocks him, that 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 amazes him, that he marvels at. And so I think there's just something we can learn from this. If you don't know the story, essentially in in a kind of a synopsis here is the uh, the Roman soldier's got a, a a servant that he that he highly values, and he's sick, and there's nothing he can do. He's tried everything. And uh, so he hears about he hears about Jesus, and he sends Jewish leaders, some Jewish elders, to Jesus on his behalf to see if Jesus would heal his servant. And uh, and so Jesus is moved by compassion by his request. And you know, ultimately, Jesus actually doesn't go to his house because the Roman soldier, through his friends or through his servants, says, "I'm not worthy for you to come into my house, but just say." The word, just tell me he's healed and I believe he will be healed. I believe you have the authority to do that. And Jesus, it's to that response that Jesus is marveled at his faith. Uh, he's marveled at his faith. And he says to them, I haven't even such great faith. I haven't even found such great faith even in Israel. You know, he's surrounded, right? He just preached the Sermon on the Mount. So this is this big, epic, you know, probably the most famous sermon in all the world. He preaches this big message. Thousands of people are listening to him. Jewish people all around the world are coming. He's he's got his own uh, he's got his own disciples who are with him. I'm sure the Pharisees are there. Some Sadducees are there trying to they're trying to figure out what's going on. And he says, it kind of with all these ears sort of hearing, I haven't even seen this type of faith even in Israel. Can you just imagine being part of the crowd and being a faithful Jewish follower? who's memorized the Torah and you've done all the right things and 
you've obeyed the commandments and you've followed all the laws. And here Jesus is talking about a Roman soldier, someone who has been stationed to subject you to the to the emperor's rule. Like this is a this is someone who is who is battle ready. This is someone who is a an oppressor of the Jewish people. And he sees the Roman soldier and he says, Man, his faith is awesome. Like I'm amazed at his faith. And you're looking and he's like, and not only am I made, I haven't even seen that type of faith even in my own people, even in the Jewish people. Like, what would you think? Like, I think that's pretty, pretty crazy. I think Jesus is just dropping bombs, man. He's he's crushing it. But anyway, so he's so I I'm I'm kind of digging into this. I'm like, okay, so Obviously, this Roman soldier—he's an outsider. He's an outsider because he's a Roman. For one, he's not a Jew. Uh, you know, he's—he's—he's he's, he's a man of war, not a man of peace. He's there to to subject the Jews to emperor rule. I mean, he grew up in up as a pagan. He grew up probably serving many gods through the Roman, you know, the Roman uh, look view of, of divinity, all the different gods, false gods. So he didn't even grow up serving the Messiah or Yahweh. Like he didn't—he didn't. He didn't think about that at all this is all new to him you know another interesting fact is that you know he had everything like he had position authority status wealth influence but he felt like he had nothing also like he he had everything he could want but nothing that would actually work to fix or heal his servant that he valued and i think many of us feel this way i think whether you grew up in the faith or whether you grew up didn't grow up in faith where maybe like jesus is all new to you or you're a skeptic and what you've seen or maybe you're critical you're trying to unlearn all the things you've been exposed to trying to grow up and, you know, trying to make sense of this thing. Or maybe you've worked your entire life and acquired everything that life offers but still feel like something is missing. I think all of us can sort of relate to the story of the Roman soldier. And so, you know, I, I, I'm just looking at his story and, you know, we don't have time to rip through the whole thing. But I think there's these four things that happen, these four steps that move from someone who is an obvious outsider to someone who, when Jesus saw, was marveled at his faith. And really quickly, there's four steps, and then we're gonna. I just want to unpack some questions for you. Um, maybe you can apply to your life. But the f- four steps are: you know, he was aware of Jesus. You know, he he actually he didn't just hear about Jesus or hear about him, but he actually got, he heard Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. Like I, I would imagine, he was probably even present during the Sermon on the Mount. He was there, you know, crowd control, just trying to keep the peace. Um, you know, so. It, you know, we see that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So he heard, he heard of Jesus. He hear, he heard the word of God actually in flesh. He heard the work, the word of Jesus too. What happened? He developed curiosity. Is that not only was he aware of Jesus, but his awareness of Jesus? Because a lot of us can be aware of something and dismiss it, but he was aware of Jesus, and and actually that awareness developed a curiosity in him where he was inspired to get close. The story actually tells us that the Jewish people, the Jewish elders who he sent to Jesus on his behalf said that he loves our nation and he, he's even helped build our synagogue, which is an, is an action. This action has obviously separated him from other Roman soldiers. So this isn't something he had to do. This wasn't part of his requirement or his obligations, but he actually did something that wasn't expected of him because he was curious. He wanted to get himself within proximity to learn more. He positioned himself within proximity to learn more. He was curious. James tells us that we are to humble ourselves before God. And if we come close to God, then God will come close to us. And so what does curiosity do? Curiosity gets us close to God. It asks questions. It, it humbles us 
to understand that there could be a better way. There could be a, a different way. Curiosity, curiosity makes us self-discoverers. And I, I think there's something profound about this. I, I think an invitation may bring someone to church, but really curiosity is what brings someone to Jesus. Like an invitation, you and I, can we can invite somebody to church to be aware of Jesus, to hear about Jesus. But curiosity, like curiosity, when their heart is open to ask questions, to see if there's something else in this, that there could be a better way, another way, um, it opens their heart to Jesus. And we see this in the story of the Roman soldier. And so, you know, a lot of times we're asking, to, you know, let's, we'll come back to that. So, the, so awareness, curiosity, and the third with belief, you know, all of a sudden that curiosity began to spark a belief and begin to believe that Jesus was who he claimed to be. You know, like the fact that he would say, just say the word and my servant will be healed. Like he had to have this belief in him that he developed a belief that Jesus was who he said he was. He wasn't just another lowercase God. He wasn't just a prophet or a teacher, but there was something different about Jesus and the Roman soldier recognized it. And so his heart began to believe it. His, his heart began to change. And, you know, Paul tells us in Romans 10 that when you declare with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And there was this process of transformation that was taking place in the soldier's heart. And then the last thing what happened, and we see this in the story, is submission, that he obeyed, he obediently followed the Lord's direction. I love how he tells him, he says, listen, I'm a man under authority with soldiers under me, so just say the word. I understand the authority that you carry. He moved from knowledge to belief to trust. The centurion saw something in Jesus he'd never seen before. He recognized the authority that Jesus had from the Father, and so he humbly, and this humbled him as he started his journey of trust with Jesus. So he, he was aware of Jesus. He developed a curiosity of Jesus. He began to believe in Jesus. And then he began to trust Jesus by submitting himself to the Lordship of Christ. And so here are the four questions that as we look at this story that I have to apply to my own life. Again, I, I, I mean, I'm a pastor. I love Jesus. But I think for us, we always have to be rustling through this. I think we never have to give up. We never give up on this idea of growing in relationship with Christ because it's not just about for me anymore. As followers of Jesus, we don't just grow in Christ for us. We grow in Christ for others. We grow in Christ so that people may see Christ in others, where our life helps bring people awareness. Our life helps bring curiosity. Our life helps in uh, be you know builder blocks of belief. And our life models what it looks like to submit ourselves to Christ. We become examples of that. And so we need to be building these up. So here's some four questions. I want you to think about them. Is that one, are you allowing yourself to hear the word of God? You know, are you reading the word of God? Are you listening to the word of God? Are you getting the word of God in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit? You know, Paul David said, I, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Like, are you depositing the word of God in you? Are you are you aware of the word of God, the words of God, the ways of God, the works of God? Are you applying those to your life? Are you meditating on them? Are you sitting on them? Are you are you positioning yourself within proximity of God's people? Like, when was the last time you were curious about something that God was doing? When was the last time you asked questions or you dove deeper into the word of God where you weren't necessarily critical. It's not that you're looking to be criticizing, but you were curious. You humbled yourself to learn. Is there another way? Is there a better way? 
And so when was the last time you were curious? And is, does your life and your faith develop curiosity in others? You know, all right, the way you speak, the way you live, the way you interact, the way you react, does that develop a curiosity in other people to understand that, hey, this maybe Jesus guy is doing something different in you, and I'm curious about it. I want to learn more about it. The third question is, am I feeding my spirit with stories of God's goodness? Man, it is so easy to focus on the negative, isn't it? Isn't it so easy to focus on the things that we're lacking? Isn't it easy to focus on the things that you know, we wish we could have done more or we wish God would have done differently or whatever? The negative side of things, always the glass half empty approach. But man, what would it look like if we fed our spirits with stories of God's goodness where we actually allowed ourselves to see and to recognize the goodness of God? And so there's something really profound about that. And the last thing is, hey, are we willingly submitting ourselves to the Lordship of Christ. You know, are we trusting in him? Are we trusting in him? Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, in everything, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And so are we submitting ourselves to the Lordship of Christ? Are we going to trust in him? And so here's just four steps real quick. Those are these four steps that as we look at the Roman soldier, as we begin to understand his story and understanding, hey, there's something about him, but I believe there's awareness, it was curiosity, it was belief and submission. He had heard the word of God. He positioned himself within proximity of God's people. He fed his spirit with stories of God's goodness, and he was willingly submitted himself to the lordship of Christ. Samuel tells us, First Samuel tells us, reminds us that, hey, God looks... You know, people look at the outward things, but God looks at the heart. He looks at the inward things. He looks at the heart. And I think for all of us, we need to be reminded that there, I think there are people that will often dismiss as outsiders. You know, the Jewish people often dismissed as the Roman soldiers as outsiders. But, man, God looks at the heart of people, the hunger of people, the humility of people's hearts as they trust in the Lord. And so here's the good news. The good news is every one of us are outsiders. Unless we come into a relationship with Christ, but we belong to the kingdom of heaven through a faith in Jesus that humbly follows his words, his ways, and his works. You may feel like an outsider today, but I'm here to let you know you can be an insider if you humbly submit yourself to following Jesus, his words, his ways, and his works. I mean, this is the journey that we're all on and the part that we're all invited to. You don't have to feel like an outsider, but you can be inside. We don't know how the... The Roman soldier ends. I wish we cut to see kind of how his story portrayed and 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 how the you know how his servant was healed and how that impacted his home. But what we do see in Matthew's gospel in the in Matthew eight, Jesus kind of intersects the story and he says, "Listen, many will come from the east and the west, and they will take their place at the feast, speaking about heaven, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown out into the darkness." where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What is he saying? Listen, our name and our heritage and our nationality and our, our origin of birth, those don't make us belong. What makes us belong to the kingdom of heaven is a faith in Jesus that humbly follows his words, his ways, and his works. You and I are part of the first fruits. We are, we are, we are part of those who many will come because Jesus was speaking to the Jewish people. We're not the Jewish people unless you are. But I'm not. I'm one of the outsiders that I was welcomed into the table. I was welcomed around the table because of my belief 
and my faith in Christ. And you can have that too. That can be yours if you submit yourself to him today. And so those four questions again, are you allowing yourself to hear the word of God? Are you positioning yourself within proximity of God's people? Are you feeding your spirit with stories of God's goodness? And are you willingly submitting yourself to the lordship of Christ? Well, thanks so much for joining us for Sunday's Encore. We pray this sparks Jesus-centered conversations in your home, in your small group, as we continue to grow into overflowing relationship with Jesus. 